What it do, baby boo? Monster Mangus here, back in the stew. Excited to be recording episode four, the Super Bowl preview. Let me educate you real quick. End of regulation is a podcast dedicated to changing the sports and entertainment industry one episode at a time in every corner of the globe. With listeners in Asia, Europe, South and North America, we're back for another week to bring you the coverage you want and deserve. Join us while we make you laugh, cry, and at some point, put a little tingle in your pants. Let's go ahead and get it. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. Tom Brady has my vote for the greatest to ever lay some up. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. She got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. I'm supposed to be a franchise player. We in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, per usual, we'll go ahead and introduce the crew in the stew. Coming to you live from Tennessee in his new digs, Shakes. How we doing, kid? I'm fucking great. You're right. For the first time ever, I'm actually recording live from the fucking state of Tennessee. I uh, just moved in this past weekend, so been spending the last couple of days getting all my all my stuff unpacked, and and here we are. Happy go Vols! Back. Yeah, go Vols! Number one in the country. Uh, <laughs> you know, Rick Barnes got this team looking right. <laughs> Next up, representing the Bye, live from San Fran. Harry Douglas, how we doing, kid? Doing good, boys. Can't wait to uh, not watch the Super Bowl this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, he's already put his foot down there. Well, lastly, it's a pleasure. I'm recording here live with this gentleman, Tommy Lasagna. How we doing? It's good. It's good to have you here. Good in the the home studio. This is a a big step for end of regulation and uh, hopefully the first of many live recording sessions to come. Now I can lock eyes with you in the studio. That's kind of weird. Big moves, big moves. It does look cool from this end, I'm not going to lie. Also, Tom, I'd love to hit that jewel. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, you know the deal. Here's the rundown. We're going to throw out some banner for you. Our new segment that Harry, Douglas, and I ran out last week on Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Hump it or dump it. We'll give you guys our Super Bowl preview, which will be the main chunk of it. We've got old versus new, a very controversial Super Bowl, so we're going to talk about it. Lastly, buzzer beaters will bless your ears with some poetic justice. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Wanted to start off with a little bit of millennial binging, and that is the most recent release documentary, The Fry Festival. We talked about it a little bit before. Mr. Billy McFarlane, Ja Rule, Hulu, Netflix, Fuck Jerry, the whole deal. I'm going to flip it over to you guys to hear your thoughts on this. Hey, Gardner, what'd you call it? The Fry Festival? Fire Festival? <laughs> fire. Bro, it's, it's Fire Festival. Yeah, I was uh, thinking Fry Boots. Fire Festival. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Anyways, yeah, I haven't watched the Hulu one. The Netflix one's interesting. I mean, it's like the biggest fucking debacle shit show I've ever seen uh, put together uh, by a bunch of idiots who got way too in over their heads. Um, Billy McFarlane, dickhead of the century, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah, I was going to give him the dickhead award this week. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's getting it early and often. My, guy, uh, I mean, my yeah, biggest question is, how, did, how is Ja Rule not in jail yet? Can anybody answer me that? Who gives a shit? Ja Rule is a national treasure. Dude, he's a <laughs> national treasure, but 
this fucking guy flaunted on two documentaries, not one, two, <laughs> that he was blatantly oh, no. breaking the law and cheersing to it <laughs> and fucking walked away. I mean, that's how Tony Soprano did it, so... I hear it. He's now I'm tweeting. He's like, everybody wants to see the rapper get in trouble. It's like, <laughs> What uh, was the... Bro. Please, someone dig up Harry... Uh, I wish it was me right now. I wish I had it pulled up. Um, if I'd known we were talking about this tonight, that's on me. I would have. But the tweet where he's like, I, I too was bamboozled, <laughs> frauded, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, all right, Ja, you're, you're actually the one responsible for all this shit. Also, I know we talked about it in the pregame. Quick shout-out to the meme taking over the internet right now with this middle-aged white man. Uh, just sucking dick for bottles of water. <laughs> it's like if that's not the funniest shit that's ever happened, I don't know what is. I love, I love the other one where it's like, uh, grandfather, did you go to the fire festival? He's like, no, grandson, I was too fucking poor. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny story, actually. Not that anyone else fucking cares, but one of my best friends had tickets to that. Like, flew to the Bahamas for this shit, and then of course it ended up not happening. So he just had to like chill down there for a few days. Yeah, tough shit, right? tough shit yeah exactly i mean that's a problem though is like for you know the average person who was like oh this is gonna be fucking epic and they like i know and they're stuck there they kind of just figured it out themselves it was all the it was all the rich people who like were Turns out they're all know, still rich and <laughs> yeah exactly ass time either way yeah, exactly i mean yeah dude i don't know it, it, the the whole thing was i mean the the netflix one i still gotta watch a hulu one because apparently the hulu one's a lot more about billy mcfarland himself yeah uh but dude, yeah, I, I totally agree, man. If ja, how Ja Rules like got off scot free, because he well, might not have been the one who was like the CEO of Fire, but he was the one in Billy's ear being like, "Yeah, man, we got to do this." You know, he was pushing him along the entire time. Oh yeah, and that's ah, fucking crazy. The other thing that's fucked up is fuck Jerry got paid for the Netflix documentary, and Billy McFarlane got paid for the Hulu documentary. Like what? I know it's his name, but fuck Jerry. Like this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> Um, lastly, here's the actual tweet from Ja. I too was hustled, scammed, bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray. <laughs> That's like, did That's did what Donald you would say Trump, if you were guilty. Did Donald Trump take yeah. Ja Rule's phone and tweet from it? Dude, he like should have went to a thesaurus and like looked up, you know, <laughs> fucked over, and that's yeah, what came yeah. up on the thesaurus. I got fucked, <laughs> bamboozled. I got, I got hoodwinked. It's like, who the f- Ja Rule? You definitely don't know what the fuck hoodwinked is. <laughs> you never said that. Yeah, all right, well, we'll uh, hopefully let you guys enjoy that, and we'll go ahead and segue straight into our new segment that we've been trying, Hump It or Dump It. You all get the gist, pretty self-explanatory. We'll kick it off right away, and I'll turn it over to Harry Douglas, sitting while peeing. Harry definitely sits and pees. <laughs> uh, I'm going to... I'm going to... Dump it. I mean, if you're if you're going to take a deuce and you take a piss while you're doing it, then that's obviously one thing. But otherwise, I'm dumping it. No deuce. You got urinals for piss. a reason. Yeah, you got urinals for a reason. Just use them. No, that's why I'm humping it. Because sometimes you might just have to do both, and you don't know it till you get down there. Type deal. And it just like it's it's just a reassurance thing. I'm humping this one. Uh, someone's gonna have to explain themselves if they're fucking sitting down to pee. Um, so I just did. I've, sometimes I might have to dump. poop. I don't know. I guess Big dump, but I'm a huge hump on this next one. I can't wait for you. To I guess I guess it's a uh, 
an environment thing. Like I would never sit and piss at work, but sometimes when I wake dude, up, dude, I, I don't like, even like to sit on toilets to shit, much less to not shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you no, urinal scrub. Are you, are you, right, Shakes, you, are you well air squatting right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my man's doesn't even poo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm humping it, so I'm on it. Well, uh, Brent, I guess I'll turn it over to you. Hump it or dump it, lava lamps. Lava lamps, big time hump, dude. Like that's probably one of the saddest things about leaving the seventies, eighties, nineties era. You know, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, uh, all your fucking upper class northeastern stuff. When I was a kid, even in the nineties, I had a little lava lamp. You know what I mean? That that wasn't so far out of control that that you weren't allowed to have a lava lamp. You so I'm a big lava lamp lava guy. Lamp. I, I can't remember heady, the last time heady, I saw bro. one with. I can't remember the last time I saw anyone with one now, though. So, obviously, they're way out, but I'm way in. On Let's bring them back. So, on, on yeah, that right. note. As, as a matter of fact, I just moved into my new apartment yesterday. I'm going to go get a fucking lava lamp tomorrow. Uh, on, everybody on that note, for, for, I'm dumping it. Sorry, go ahead, Grimes. I'm, I'm dumping it, too. I was just going to say, though, it would be nice, you know, when Brent's birthday comes around, we'll all just get them lava lamps. Yes. Oh, Start getting I'm that collection that. going. Okay. So one of he can be that weird guy. Or something. Well, next up on the uh, kind of same topic, topic, woof, uh, talking on the phone while you shit, so bathroom no. kind of etiquette. Harrison, what do you think? No, absolutely not. I mean, it just depends on if it's your bathroom or a public one. I don't think – how does it matter? How does, does it how depend does, who it is? It <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. It's, it matters because it's like – I don't believe in doing shit. Like, if someone were in the fucking stall beside me talking on the phone, I'd want to just bust the door down like Mr. Kool-Aid and hit him right in the face. You know what I mean? But if it's my house and I just have to take a deuce and someone gives me a call, like, I'm just going to hammer it out. Do you let them know you're hammering it out? <laughs> that's on the phone? No, 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 no. You, you know, that's, that's where the, the next question comes into play. Like, you know, you're like – Taking little, you gotta stop talking for a second because you really gotta squeeze one out. It's like, <laughs> you gotta focus. <laughs> it, it becomes tough. I, I'm sure on their end, it becomes obvious. You know what I'm saying? So, it becomes a game of pressing uh, the mute button. Yeah, I was gonna right, say right. you gotta be it's, quick it's, on that mute it button. It most certainly does. And I'm a big time mute button guy. Big so are you humping button. it? Yeah, I'm humping, humping it. Harry, what do you got? Uh, I'm dumping it, man. I'll, I'll call him back. <laughs> what are you thinking, Tom? I'm dumping it. I gotta focus when I'm on, you know, number two. Call some focus, and I don't care who's calling. Sorry, I won't even answer for my mother. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with uh, Brent on this one. I think money never sleeps. If you gotta answer a phone call on the shitter, you gotta answer a phone call. But um, I digress. We'll move on. Fruit and food. Fruit is a fantastic thing. Food is a fantastic thing. What are your thoughts on putting fruits on, like, a salad or, like, a meat? Tom? Uh, I thought this was pretty standard practice. Is it, is it not? Is it weird? I'm, I'm, okay, I'll go ahead and put it out there now. I'm dumping the shit out of it. I think it is just so fucked up to be throwing fruit on, right. <coughs> Sorry. on onto food. On, I think on fruit note? stands alone. Are you a pineapple on pizza guy? Fuck no. You're going to stand by this principle, though. Hell no. I'm not putting fruit on my food. I'm dumping it. That's what I'm saying. Dude, you don't I put don't pineapple think, on pizza. You don't put fucking clementines in a fucking salad. I don't know, man. 
I'm gonna I'm 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 about it. I don't I don't eat you know Hawaiian pizza, but you know if it's in a salad, you know adds a little extra flavor in there. It's all right. It's not bad. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I'm I think I'm I'm humping this one. I knew Gardner. I knew from the beginning. Once I saw this, I knew you're dumping it. There's no reason why such a a, a somewhat normal sounding thing would be on this list if you weren't dumping it. Fuck no, my humping this. <laughs> Hell no. Honestly, I if a waiter brought me a salad and there was fruit in it, I would send it back. Ooh. And that is pretentious as fuck, but hell no, dude. To, to each their own. Don't don't crush my culinary palate. All right, what uh, what what's next on the list here? Fingerless gloves. I've got real qualms uh, with them. I'm, I'm dumping them. I'm humping the shit out of them only because you can tell a psychopath simply by if they're wearing fingerless gloves or not. They're a big indicator, and people got to watch out for that shit. So if you see somebody, if you see somebody wearing fingerless gloves, fucking drop what you're doing and run the other way. Yeah, but what Those about people have bad news? What about the ability to use your phone because your your fingers are free? 2019, bro. They have uh, texting gloves. Yeah, I got, I got a. If you're yeah, dude, those things, are, those things are hard as shit to use, man. It's like you got these fat fingers all of a sudden. You can't type. <laughs> I hear that, but if you're getting fingerless gloves, you. You're something. There's something wrong with you. That's like people who hold explain their piss and then get out of the shower. Ex- explain finger, fingerless gloves. You know what do you fingerless? I don't gloves? even know. Like, no, what no, do you no, use no. them I, for? I understand what the fuck they are, <laughs> but what the fuck are they for? You know, someone someone's gonna have to explain that part. Harry's humping them. I'm, I hate that. I'm I not, that. Uh, okay. Okay. First of all, you. okay. I'm not necessarily humping them. I don't <laughs> own fingerless gloves. I don't even think I own any gloves, but. Uh, I'm just saying there's a practical use for them if you're trying to text or use your phone while you have gloves on. Take your fucking gloves off. Yeah, no, yeah. That's Gardner's a pain in the right ass and you know it. You, Harry. <laughs> oh, All right, well, we'll wrap it up with a little uh, something that Tom turned me into. I thought it was worth mentioning before we transition into the Super Bowl preview. Um, <laughs> Sean McVay's got a big spoon that uh, has an invisible leash on him. And the footage is fucking phenomenal. This guy, who is, I believe, their, like, strength and endurance coordinator, follows McVeigh around and pulls him out of the way of the referee uh, so that they don't get a flag. Um, it is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. He's just like... where you were going with this when you said Big Spoon. Um, that's hilarious, though. He's groping he's like, him, grabs him, him and just hugs him. Groping him. He, he's like I think uh, it's he's like the team dog leash for the coach. And Sean McVay has like a, a three yard radius from the sideline to the field. And if he gets too long, he just like tugs him by the belt, pulls him back. Does this big spoon have a name? His name is Ted Rath, and uh, I don't know. He he just looks like a huge cuck. If I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I, I don't uh, think I that. I don't think McVay is the only coach that has this. I think Saban might have it as well. No, in fact, it's it's sprinkled all throughout college football. As a matter of fact, that's that's what yeah. I was going to say. Um, probably just worked its way up into the NFL with this, you know, young stud little head yeah. coach. This but, is uh, the pros, buddy. Get yeah, it together. yeah. Welcome, welcome to the big shit. Um, there are all kinds of these guys in the you know college football ranks. Usually, they are strength and conditioning types. You know, just jacked, fucking douchebags <laughs> who are like. Yeah, who are pretty much getting paid some sum of money to like hold back the coach when he gets a little too angry. I mean, Rath and McVeigh literally look like they're just 
railing lines in the tent on the sidelines. Just that's, always That's a lot eyes cooler cocked. than what I was going with. <laughs> What'd you say? That, that's a lot cooler than what I was going with. <laughs> railing lines in the tent on the sideline. That's I want to be you know, a ram. It's speculation. <laughs> I'm not trying to throw slander, you know? Come on. Um, all right, well, that's the perfect segue into the Super Bowl preview here. Um, it's been talked about a lot, so let's go ahead and clear the air, address the elephant in the room. Saints should have been here, but they're not. So let's go ahead and dive into Super Bowl 53, discuss what's happening now, uh, and give you a little bit of our predictions, some of our prop bets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Tom, why don't you kick us off? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to. Is there any doubt that the Patriots are going to kill the Rams this weekend? Is there? I've, I've been like thinking this and mulling this over time and time again, and a million ways from Sunday, I cannot put together any sort of formula that indicates the Rams even keep this game close. I I hate that I have to agree with you, but I agree with you. I, I mean, mean, we're going to keep it even keel, but we are going to fucking kill them. Um, <laughs> let me is it okay. Be bad? I, I I don't agree with you, but I would love to hear your. Uh, what what calculations you're making over in that simple head of yours that uh that are getting you this beat you down should, by the Patriots? Here, I mean, it's not even a hard calculation to make. It's not even a hard calculation to make. Bill Belichick does it to every team. He's going to take away your fucking number one game plan, which of course for the Rams is going to be their running game. Goff Goff is a decent quarterback, but he is not Tom Brady n- nor anything close, you know, to what Tom Brady has ever been. And of course, they're just going to fucking load the box, stifle the run, make Jared Goff beat you. And he's not going to be able to do that. I don't know how the Patriots somehow have a good defense every fucking year when this part of the season rolls around, but they do. You know, you just cannot, you Damn cannot right. do the things that you have done all fucking season long against the Pats in the playoffs, as proven by the Chiefs. You know, it's just I don't know. I don't get it. There's some witchcraft going on. There is there are souls being sold, but the the fact of the matter is. Yeah, the Pats are going to beat the fucking Rams. So There's just no other way to see it. Here's the thing. Bill and Brady have been doing this for 20 years. There's a new era of the NFL here. Talked a lot about Sean McVay, Jared Goff duo, um, what this kind of head-to-head is going to be. Tom, would love to hear from you why you believe the New England Patriots will win the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, obviously I think – Brady and Belichick, you know, the 20 years, the last 20 years, literally, they've been doing this. And, you know, it's just that, you know, old school versus new school. It's exciting. It's going to be fun. But I just don't see Bill being outsmarted by McVay. I know, you know, he's offensive guru. Call what you want. Um, I just don't see it. But more importantly, for New England, like, this is our third straight time, and everyone knows what happened last year. Everybody remembers – I was fucking ready to jump off a bridge uh, the the following episode. But this is just a revenge game. Like, that sucked. And, like, that's everything. All the media that's been coming out is, like, we can't, like, stop forgetting about that game. It's never going to leave. And, like, Tom's just going to put his fucking foot on the gas, run this, run the score up. And it's just I, – I think that the the mindset of the Rams is just, you know, we're happy to be here while New England is out for blood. It's just, I don't know, it's just a different different vibe from this New England team that we really didn't see. Uh, even in the last two years where we had um, Edelman was out in 2015 or 2016 uh, with his knee injury, and then the following year we were missing Gronk. 
both of them are healthy this year. Um, mm. And not to mention the, the, the running game that New England has established. I think that we're just playing our best football of the year right now. And, you know, that's just a train that can't be stopped. I will yeah. agree that, uh, you know, the come up of Sonny Michelle as well as, um, you know, Burkhead, I guess, taking sort of the supplementary carries. Yeah, they're, they're running. As per every fucking year, just everything has – everything is clicking for New England at the right time. You know, but most importantly, for as imp- not to take away anything that Tom Brady does in the passing game – but you, you can't have two more valuable pieces be sort of underrated and then also performing above their talent level as like then your defense and your running game. And that's exactly what the Pats have right now. You know, their yeah, defense I is mean, playing lockdown D against the best offense in the in the entire league last week. And then obviously their running game is just Michelle is looking like I mean, the, you know, they're a, averaging a hundred hundred and sixty five yards per game in the playoffs. And they've had eight rushing touchdowns in two games. I mean that's yeah, just dude, that's just dumb. You're going against you're going against a defense that they really haven't had to play against in terms of the level of you know the D line that they're about to go against is the best D line in the NFL. By far. Um, and, and and if if the Rams are going to win this game, that D line is going to have to shut down Sony Michelle. They're from my perspective, their DBs are good enough to cover Hogan, cover uh, Edelman. Gronk's going to be kind of a, a mismatch. I don't love the Rams linebackers, but dude, when you have Aaron Donald and Dom Sue and Dante Fowler Jr., they're going to keep that O-line. You know, they're going to have their hands full the entire game. And, and I know Tom has not been sacked this pro season, but Aaron Donald is that good of a player and that impactful player where he's going to get his. You know what I mean? He's going to get at, yeah. at the quarterback. I mean, he led the league things. in sacks. So you know, he's going to get one on the biggest stage. Yeah, exactly. So, I, no, like one thing I've said is that I think, and this is kind of like a, a shot in the dark pick, and we can talk about it later, but because um, I know it's part of our, our agenda for today. But I like Aaron Donald, Super Bowl MVP. I was going to mention that because he's that not would on be that awesome. List. Not a bad. That would pick. be awesome. It doesn't happen very often. A defensive player gets it, but I think if uh, if the Rams have a chance to win this game, he's going to have to get you know so a couple one. sacks, force fumbles, you know something like that. Well, like you said, I mean, there uh, we'll get to it later. There, there are actually quite a few fucking awesome value picks for the MVP um, in the Super Bowl, um, which we'll, we'll touch on. But you know, it can't can't really be stated enough. On the defensive side, of course, like you said, the defensive line of the Rams is by far the best in the league. Their offense, though, has has been special. You know, I, I've talked a lot about so far what what the Patriots' defense has been bringing to the table in crunch time. You know, the last few games of the regular season per usual and also right now you know they have not looked better at any point but you know the Rams are the number one ranked team in the entire league when it comes to picking up first downs uh they have 401 first downs compared to the Pats 365 so you know they and they start early they're they are not a slow starting team um but at the same time the Chiefs have were not a slow starting team either at any point during the season or the postseason and we see what the Pats did to them so let me ask you guys quick this quick, um, Tom and I were chatting about it a little bit before. If for whatever reason, Tom's elaborate plan, both Tom Brady and Tom Wells, and the Patriots don't win this Super Bowl. Obviously, given his accolades and his resume, he's an incredible fucking football player. But does he fall into history continuously as the greatest of all time? Yeah, at, at that does. point, if he loses this game, 
he'd be five and four, so obviously above 100 in Super Bowls. Uh, but he would have lost to Eli Manning twice, a backup quarterback, and Jared Goff, and, an, and a new kind of crew out on the West Coast. So I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Um, I will say that pretty much, as you know, third-party perspective, um, Tom Brady is already undoubtedly going to go down as the best player, quarterback, whatever, to, to live um, in our lifetime. One thing I will also say is, um, it, like, it, he's not he's not by definition a system quarterback or anything, but he has absolutely had the luxury of playing for the the best coach that's ever walked any field ever. So, you know, you do have that. I can't. I'm trying to dig up the tweet right now. There was a tweet not long ago, whatsoever, comparing um, comparing Tom Brady's nine AFC Championship appearances to. Peyton Manning's like nine one and duns in the playoffs and Manning you know in in the same amount of games with roughly the same amount of attempts Manning had thrown for more completions more yards more touchdowns and fewer interceptions yet he had lost nine fucking games and Tom Brady had won nine fucking games and you know a lot of that you know stats don't ever tell the whole story who fucking but but to stay yeah you're right you're right Tom he's won fucking five Super Bowls Manning only ever had two but, you know, to, to, to take anything away from Belichick and what, what they've ever been able to do from a schematic standpoint or from a defensive standpoint, you know, it, they, they definitely are a two-headed monster, and that's why the Pats can't be beat. You know, I mean, they, they've been beat a few times, as you just said, but, but they are the best, and Tom Brady is the best. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Harry, let's hear from you. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, if you go to the, the Super Bowl that often, if you, go to, if you win as many AFC championships as he's won, uh, you know, and, and the stats are speak for themselves. Um, you know, he, he, he will still go down when, when, or, you know, win or lose. Uh, he also mentioned this week, uh, during, you know, the Super Bowl media week that there's a 0% chance that he will retire after the season. Zero. Um, so, you know, and Pats fans got to love that. But, you know, when you, when you're that successful, even though he might be five and four or potentially five and four, um, in the Super Bowl record, you know, he still is going to go down as the best player to, to ever lace him up. Uh, without a would doubt. he would he have success this success if he didn't have Belichick? No, absolutely not. No, that that is no doubt about it. No, here is the actual tweet with the stats in Tom Brady's nine AFC Championship games: two thousand one hundred yards, eight touchdowns, eleven interceptions, and a nine and zero record. Eight TDs, eleven picks, and a nine and zero record. Peyton Manning's nine one and duns. He has twenty three hundred yards, so 200, 200 more yards, eleven touchdowns, and only five interceptions, and he's zero and nine. So that that says a lot, you know, about what what the other side of the ball is doing, what the rest of your team is doing. And I'm I'm the first to admit, as a giant Peyton homer, Tom Brady is the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. But but, but that I'm gonna says, jerk I'm gonna jerk Peyton's dick till. But that I says die. a lot. No, not so much jerking Peyton. That says a ton about Bill yeah, Belichick kiss, compared kiss to Tom rings. Brady. Kiss the rings. The, All right, the best well, Eli or the best Manning in the family is Eli. <laughs> Bang. True. You're a fucking idiot. All right, We're well, all idiots. Let's uh let's look on the other side of the field. We we've talked a little bit about the Rams defense. We talked a little bit about their offense. They're ranked number one in picking up first downs this season. Outpacing the Patriots 401 to 365, not necessarily uh, 
severely relevant information. However, as Tom mentioned, in the Super Bowl, everything's on the line. You're going on fourth downs. Uh, so when you've got the number one ranked for picking up first downs, you've got a little bit of the momentum going for you. Um, would love to hear from you, Harry, as I know you're kind of riding the Rams, but not really why you think they might be able to win this Sunday. I, I just think it comes. I just think it comes down to the trenches. Um, I just. I, I honestly think their their D line is going to cause too much havoc, uh, create too much pressure for Brady. Obviously, they're going to do their thing and do their checkdowns and and do their you know, ten yards and, and less routes and, and you know they'll be able to be successful to some degree with that. Um, but I just you know, as good as the Patriots have been, and I've doubted them all playoffs. And uh, Tom Brady's proved me wrong every single time. So Tom, you might actually want me to root for the Rams here. Because I might have that Drake curse going. You, you uh, do whatever you want. But, uh, no, dude, I just, I just think, you know, Sue and Donald. I mean, Dominican Sue has been waiting for this moment his entire career. Uh, always been a super, you know, productive player in terms of stats and, and just being impactful towards the game. But has never been on a team to go this far. So, he's certainly not going to, uh, he knows that this chance is going to come around, you know, too often. And, uh, you know, he's kind of on the back half of his career. So, I just think I just think that D line is going to get after the the and the Rams O line solid too. So I think they should be able to hold their own against against the Pats D, which isn't like they've been playing really well this this postseason. But you know we saw how they did during the, the regular season, and uh, they certainly let up plenty of points during the regular season. So um, that's that's just what I think it's going to come down to. I, I don't expect Sony Michelle to be all that productive. Um, they were able to keep Zeke in check for forty seven yards. They kept the the you know dynamic duo of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram to 48 yards, um, so I, I I just I just think that's going to be uh, that's. Do you think they can match them offensively? Yeah, or do you think it's going to? Uh, I mean, let's not forget. Game. I mean, I know Todd Gurley only had four rushes last week, but you know he'll be he'll be full go unless there's some injury that they're not telling us. He should be full go this week, and I mean when it comes down to it, he is the best running back in the NFL. One thing I would do for certain if I were Sean McVay and the Rams is cover Julian fucking Edelman. Yeah, that's the Chiefs did a piss poor job of trying to do that last week. Two that, weeks ago. That's the thing. I I don't disagree with you, Grimes. Like you know, if the Rams are going to win this game, it's going to be because of this front. Um, and when you look at the Patriots receiving core of you know Gronk, um, Edelman, Hogan, none of them really get quick separation. And if if they're getting good pressure on Brady, he's going to have to get it out quick. And Edelman's really that open, like the only guy on that team that can really open up, uh, and you know, sort of you know, create that pocket that Brady can just sneak it in. Um, Dorsett's not a great route runner. Patterson's not a great route runner. Hogan's just kind of slow. Um, and Gronk obviously is uh, 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 not, you know, the the Gronk we all know and love from previous years, but he's you know still a big target. So I think you know that's definitely the the only way. The only way they win is they have to get pressure and yes you have to stop julian edelman you can't contain him you have to shut him down and this fucking nickel robbie coleman dude might just be the guy to do it um they had him all over you know the slot guys he's playing a lot of man coverage last week against the saints um and you saw on that infamous pass interference he was covering uh tommy lee lewis who is the fastest player in the NFL, not just on the Saints, but the fastest player in the NFL. So I think this guy is actually really going to have a chance to uh, you know, make a name for himself, but it's definitely not going to be easy. 
No, yeah, I agree. And and you know they'll they'll do man to man. I imagine on on Edelman with uh, with Robbie Coleman, and then you just got to get that safety help over the top and just double essentially just double cover them all game. You know, yeah. and it's like if if Cordero, if Cordero <laughs> Patterson or Philip Dorsett, you know, get a big play, then so be it. I mean, th- those guys shouldn't be too hard to cover one on one. So well, that, that's the other thing. It's Wade Phillips who, if you flash back to 2016, beat Tom Brady when he was with the Denver Broncos in the AFC Championship. Yes, Brent, Peyton Manning was the quarterback of that game. We all remember. <laughs> People don't forget. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Like nine years ago, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, he's, he's demonstrated success. He held the Patriots to 18 points in that game. Um and, you know, he definitely has the pieces in L.A. to do something similar. So, you know, we'll we'll see what he can draw up. But I've, I've made it abundantly clear that I just don't think it's enough. <laughs> no, All right. I mean, well, Pat's, Pat's in a blowout. Pat's pound butt. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the fun stuff here. We've got some Super Bowl prop bets for you. Uh, I think the way that we'll do this is I'll just go ahead and read them off, dish them out to you guys. You give me your thoughts uh, and your picks. So the first being Rob Gronkowski announcing his retirement uh, at six to one odds. Thoughts? Uh, no, he's not. I would retire. not take that. Gronk will not retire until Brady retires, and Brady has already said he's not retiring. Lock it in for the no. I don't hate that bet. Um, at six to one, you know, you throw something like fifty bucks down on that shit. Um, pays out pretty nice and i mean gronk is old he's fucking beat down he's not that old like from an age standpoint what is he 29 years old tom i don't know he looks like he's 49 on the field yeah he walks he, walk, he fucking walks the runs like he's 59 bro um <laughs> he does not have if he doesn't retire this year there's no chance he has more than two years left in him so at six to one odds i like that bet I just, right, don't think, I, don't I just don't think I just don't think I don't think he's going to do it at like right after the game. If he does it, it might be like in the off season, right? So I think that's what the bet is: is, is he going to announce his retirement like right? You after. know, when you when you put it that way, you, you're probably a little bit more right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's definitely right after the game, but he's not that kind of guy. I mean, even Peyton Manning didn't retire right after the game. Yeah, after he won a Super Bowl. He, talk about looking old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, next up, Harrison and I talked about it last week. They're putting their nutrition facts on their box and on their bottle. How many commercials will feature the Bud Light night over or under one and a half? Hammer the over. Yeah. It might be, it so might be two. I just, uh, one and a half seems low to me. And Bud Light's always, you know, well represented. One and a half. Yeah. yeah one and a half does seem pretty low. Um, but at the same time, you know, like, Spending that much money on a few commercial spots, uh, that's that's a fuckload of money. But Bud Light is, like you said, Gardner, Bud Light is always sort of dominating the Super Bowl commercials. Um, it does seem like this whole little night thing is going pretty strong right now. So Dilly yeah, Dilly. I'll give, it, I'll give it two or three. Dilly Dilly. Uh, did, he, did he also tell you to shoot uh, arrows into the village? <laughs> nice. Well, next up, how many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict? I'm going over seven and a half. Tony Romo is going to be in his zone. There's been nothing but positive feedback from last week when he's calling all these plays. So they're just telling him, Tony, you call every goddamn play. Rile, you know, rile it off, whatever the fuck you want to say. I'm, I'm go gonna run s- with it. And I'm he's gonna just going to hit it though. by chance. Tony Romo 
is a fucking fraud. I, I'm sick and tired of this guy continuously getting hyped up, being like, oh, he play, called that play, he called this play again. My mans was in the league with all of these fucking dudes. His job was to study their plays and their routes. Like, Completely agree. 100%. Him calling this shit is, is like the fucking weatherman saying, like, oh, I predicted the weather correctly. No shit. That's your job. But I get I get that, but tangent. in the same in, in the same breath, it's like yeah. So take that over, because like Tom was mentioning, like the producer's gonna be like Tony, you full reign to go predict. If yeah. you see something you know, just fucking shout it out. Not not only does his performance speak for it, but like the people love it. You know, I know. obviously after the last after the last performance of his, like that's all that was being talked about on Twitter at the time. Like Tony Roma was trending, so. Now he has even more free reign, like Harrison said. So, yeah, I'm going to hammer that over. Yo, dog, how many lamps you've got in your apartment? Uh, <laughs> bro, relax. I just I just moved in this bitch. Two of those don't belong here. I have to fucking give them to Goodwill. Yeah, all right, get over yourself. I just can't wait for those to be replaced with lava lamps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously not enough. To answer your question, not enough. I want all lava. All lava. <laughs> all right. How many replays will be shown... Of our boy Ted Rath and his leash holding back Sean McVay on the sidelines. Over, under, one and a half. Over. Big over. Same thing. It is going to be a controversial call or like some bullshit, and Sean McVay is going to lose his small brain mind. And he's going to be like dragging him from like the, the yard, like, like the, the 30 yard dash, just fucking yanking him back. They're, they're going to blow this up too. Same thing with the, 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 the Tony Romo shit. Yeah. Can't even talk right now. Um, they're gonna blow this up, and the announcers are gonna eat it up. Whoever the whoever's in there with Tony Romo is gonna be the one yelling all this shit, leaving all the real football for Tony. But uh, yeah, hammer the over. Easy. I pray. I pray they make a meme out of it. A, a meme? meme? Yeah, a meme. Uh, the Bryce Harper yes, special. Speaking meme. of meme, um, there was some bitch on ESPN yesterday who said, I can't even remember what the play was. Some top ten play. Um, and she was like, oh, that's that's definitely going to be a GIF. Oh. And, like, the co-host was just like, uh, you know, like, in, <laughs> in one of those in one Cringe. of those extreme positions where it's like, I should really call out this fucking, you know, loser right now for saying the wrong word after, like, 15 years of GIFs being a thing. But then he was also like, you know, we're on national television. Are you putting that, like, are you putting that GIF on a piece of bread with some jelly? Yeah, I mean, it's like... <laughs> She was like, oh, that's definitely going to be a GIF. And this is, like, in the middle of 6 p.m. Sports Center. It's like, come on. Like, you, can't, you can't be making that sort of mistake. You know better yeah. than 2019. That. He, it is 2019, not 2008. <laughs> we know what a GIF is. It's 2016. Uh, all right. What will the champions be served at the White House dinner? Burger Fast King. food. Plus two oh five or any other food, minus three ten. Uh, we're getting the finest dining that DC has to offer. There's no way that Donnie T is going to invite Tom Brady and serve him McDonald's. Brady will fucking laugh in his face. Also, Bobby Kraft and uh, and Donald are, are are boys, so you know that he's gonna he's gonna treat them right. Oh yeah, for sure. And the shutdown's temporarily over, so yes, that was another. Yeah, exactly. Take, oh, yeah, take that under. There. Take that All under. Right, That's wow. like free money. Yeah, we won't get too political. All right. Well, let's hop into it. Super Bowl MVP picks. 
Let's go ahead and address it. Pick one. I'll turn it over to you, Brent. Kick us off. Super Bowl MVP picks. Um, I'm going to go probably steal this right out from under Harry. Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald has three sacks. Yes, I said it, three sacks, as well as a number of of more pressures. You know, they're going to collapse the middle of the the line, and uh, Tom Brady is going to be under more pressure than he's been under all postseason long. He's taken zero sacks thus far. I call Aaron Donald with three of them and a a number of other pressures, and he's he's the MVP. What are the odds on that? Uh, Plus 1,800, so uh, throw $100 down on that one and get rich in a heartbeat. Harry. Um, I do love that pick, but uh, just for the sake of, of argument and picking someone else, I'm going to go with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's going to have uh, – he's plus 1,000, so that's $100 to win 1,000 for those people who don't know what the fuck betting is. Um, I think I think Gurley's going to go off, man. He's back in his home state of Georgia, not too far away from where he attended college. And uh, I think he's going to go two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing – I'm going to go over 150 yards from scrimmage. That's passing and rushing. So I hate that. So I, I like I like Todd Gurley. That's a you know that's a good pick. And, and he's he's fresh leg. He barely played last game. So he's had two weeks to rest. And that was interesting, the, by the way. Uh, yeah. That was a pretty interesting little development while I was going down. Yeah, he, uh, he had yeah. butterfingers. He dropped like two or three passes, and they just fucking benched him. Humbling, if if not else. See it. Um, well. I think the easy one, obviously, here is Tom Brady. He is the favorite to win, um, probably because he has four of them. Um, but if you're looking for value, I'm probably going to take James White at plus 2,000. I know we hit on uh, this Rams defense stopping the run, but last week Alvin Kamara and you know whoever else in the Saints backfield had over 200 combined yards uh, receiving, and that is you know James White's forte. I, I expect him to have a big game because we probably will run into issues running the ball, um, but I don't think you can bring that type of pressure and contain James White. And just for a quick little bonus pick, uh, strictly for value, Philip Dorsett plus twenty five thousand. So that's twenty five hundred dollars for you uh, money machines out there. We, uh, I, I, my bold prediction is Philip Dorsett one hundred and fifty yards. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Whoa. Three. That, that is extremely bold. I, don't know what just I remember, a, I remember just, a certain I time during the fantasy season when I had him, I picked him up on my team, and he went for like zero catches and zero yards for like three straight weeks, and I dropped him, and now he's been performing in the well, postseason. Yeah, that it's was because we had Josh Gordon. Um, and that's what I mean. He had a touchdown last week, uh, he had like 90 yards in our game versus LA. Uh, Brady, the fact that Brady's even throwing to him um, means that he trusts him, and I, I just like that as like a sleeper pick given the value. All right, it. boys. Well, those ladies and gentlemen are MVP Super Bowl picks. Go ahead and get them locked in. I was thinking more like 173 touchdowns from Dorset. 173 touchdowns. All right. But, uh, Alrighty, let's go ahead and wrap things up here tonight. It was a pleasure, but we want to close things out. Tom, kick us off with some buzzer beaters. A uh, little NBA action. Anthony Davis has made it public that he does not intend to re-sign with the New Orleans Pelicans. So keep an eye on him with the All-Star break coming up, the trade deadline coming up. He's going somewhere, and it's going to make a big splash 
for the NBA playoffs. A lot of people are talking L.A. That would be wild. Can't wait to see what unfolds there. Man, if he goes to L.A., I'm never watching another game of basketball I again. I hate LeBron so much. Gardner doesn't <laughs> watch basketball to begin with. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it would just literally dissuade me further. Uh, Harry, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, quick thing. Um, the NFL needs to fix the Pro Bowl. Uh, I watched like I watched about five seconds of it this weekend just because I was like flipping around channels. It is one of the hardest things to watch on television. Ever. And it's coming from I someone would... who like loves watching football, but it's like the biggest fucking joke. It's a someone described it today as a it, it reminds him of a, a walkthrough, like a practice walkthrough. <laughs> I would literally like, rather watch women's college basketball than the Pro Bowl. It, it, dude, it's it's atrocious. And you look at the NHL. The NHL is a sick All Star game now. The NBA kind of has been doing their thing, but they're, they're finding new ways to be creative about it. But it, it seems like half these guys don't really want to be there in the first place or playing in the first place. They're in Orlando. It was pouring fucking rain. Like, it, it, they need to fix it and fix it fast, man. It's it's complete joke. I don't know if they want to, you know, my suggestion would be, you know, see a problem, propose a solution kind of thing. They got to change it to, like, you know, flag football or something, just where these guys can just showcase, like, their talent. It's funny and, you mention that because... I'm not even shitting you whatsoever when I say that I watched I watched 10 minutes of the flag football national championship. These guys, you know, they're 15 to 17 years old playing flag football, and I watched zero minutes of the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Like I, To me, it was literally more interesting to watch the flag football national championship than it was to that's, watch the best players in the league pretend to play football. That, and that's concerning as shit for the NFL. Like, Harry, you bring it up, and I won't go on too much of a tangent, but like, with viewership down, the Pro Bowl sucking, all these new rules and regulations that have gotten all the players up in arms and have made it like almost excruciating to watch. You got to think like you guys are doing this to yourself at, at, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Yeah, just fix it. You know, there's something you can do. Something. It's football. It, Roger Goodell's got to fucking go. That it's guy got cannot to go. Be, got to motherfuckers gain weight since he's been here. <laughs> All right, well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always. It was a goddamn pleasure. We appreciate you joining us. If you haven't already, make sure to go check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Additionally, make sure to go and click and subscribe to our podcast so you stay up to date on our weekly episodes. Now, here's Shakes with a little music. Yeah, uh, firstly, go Vols. Got to say that again before we leave. But secondly, uh, yeah, on the day of his birth, uh, here is uh, Knock the Hustle by one J. Cole. Later. So, see you boys next week. Yeah. Peace out, boys. Third take, nigga. Cause in effect, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Jealousy holding enemies hostage Eventually the penalty will come and haunt ya Hennessy memories leaving me nauseous But the Hennessy makes the melodies awesome So instead of me talking, I'm steady jotting and steady plotting I had a game spaghetti toppings You know that Parmesan, that cheddar, mozzarella The list goes on and on, you know my heart is strong I'm a young phenomenon, it's like these people keep forgetting It's always the least expected, who ends up getting it? So don't tell me about no niggas hating What's the point if I hear? Mr. not giving a fuck with the joint in his ear 
put that steak on his plate, the salon disappear. Empty gut, I'm hungry, man, the gun's pointing this year. I'm feeling like I'm dealing with children, boy, I'm killing. Niggas already trying to bite styles, you break your tooth if you bite down. Bitch, I go way too hard. I've been in this hood, dog, for way too long, man. I've been quiet for way too long. Been patiently waiting, can't wait too long, dog. I've been broke, man, for way too long. No hot water for way too long. You can't knock the hustle, it's way too strong. Man, we way too yeah. strong. Death to the imposters. Label me the king, my dreams can win Oscars. My niggas turn mobsters. My white friends doctors. Father in the shop. Listen, how I got this knowledge is wow. Streets taught me, speak softly, nigga, watch from the crowd. Cause any nigga that's loud, just want attention and eventually blap. No fake niggas allowed in my circle, dog. You been through half the shit, I been through it, I hurt your dog. Tread softly, my nigga moving state to state, running late, watch him. Trying to avoid state troopers, that's the weight watchers. Run this dope, stack this cake till they say gotcha. Until the fat lady singing, niggas hate operas and Oprah hate niggas. Make no mistake that we know the state still, we hope to make over eight figures, slim chances, but niggas bet against the odds, and who am I to criticize how you play your cards, dog? cause I done beat the odds going way too hard, I been getting slept on for way too long, I been patiently waiting for way too long, I been quiet, dog, for way too long, you can't knock the hustle, dog. it's way too strong, it's way too strong, I said you can't knock my hustle, dog. it's way too strong. Way too strong. Look, I never admit it. Trying to get my brother acquitted. Yo, tell the judge I'll be happy to pay him off if he's with it. My flesh and blood, hard off to the cell. I search for heaven as I see him getting lost in his hell. Headed for coughing in jail. To never try is the ultimate fail. But love is wanting more for someone than they want for themselves. Deep, I guess I love a lot. Because the more I do my thing, the more I feel the guilt and shame that my brother's not. Reminiscence, we was kids screaming, fuck a cop. Guess he took it serious for me, that shit was just for props. Arms too skinny to hug the block. I found comfort in my dreams, the things seen on the screen, the fortune and fame, decisions, decisions, the Porsche, the range. I take a trip back to the Ville, only corpses remain. Some of them niggas still breathing, but they dead inside. Victims of a genocide, tears fill my eyes, dog, cause I've been out of touch, man, for way too long. I've been out in Hollywood for way too long I've been getting this paper for way too long I ain't called my pops back in way too long I done made my girl wait for way too long I wonder if I changed in my way too long Can't knock my hustle, but it's way too strong It's way too strong Cause in effect Dreamville